Welcome to Imperfect Nutrition. I'm your host, Stephanie, holistic nutritionist and trainer. In this podcast, we tackle the all or nothing mindset by providing an imperfect approach to your health and wellness. We empower you to embrace imperfection so you can become your most highest version of self. So fuck perfection and join us on this episode. We're going to be talking about how to uh, gain self-control. So we're going to be talking about self-regulation and how this controls your thoughts, your emotions, and your behaviors. So why do we want to learn about self-control? Why is this important? Um, It's important because it improves our physical health and our and basically our mortality as well. It increases our mood and our mental health. Um, We experience less addiction, um, less obesity. Uh, We have better relationships and even increased wealth. So why not talk about this? There's so many benefits of having more self-control, right? So why does it fail? Like when does self-control fail? Um, It usually fails due to negative moods, which is the biggest thing is negative moods. Um, The next thing is just the modern world of temptations. You know what I mean? We have everything at the touch of our phone. You know what I mean? So fast food, Uber Eats, skip the dishes, um, the internet, just scrolling, instant gratification everywhere, right? And then the next thing is maybe even just like, being under the influence so if you are drinking doing drugs um, or even you know eating some of these addictive foods uh, they can actually affect our self-regulation and our self-control right Um, another thing is our environment so cues set up in our environment can really affect our self-control as well so you might notice in certain environments um, you don't have as much self-control or self-regulation and then another thing is stress Obviously, guys, I'm going to talk about stress and just like depleting your resources. So when you are stressed out, it is harder for you to actually um, have any sort of self-control, right? So let's talk about the negative moods because this is actually the most common reason why people can't um, have self-control or have struggle with self-control and willpower and stuff like that, okay? So negative moods um, can actually lead to a relapse of behaviors, right? So when I say relapse, I don't mean just with like drugs or alcohol. Um, It could be even with like your diet, right? So you are a chronic dieter and you're dieting all the time um, and you end up, you know, cheating on your diet or messing up on your diet, right? So this could be considered a relapse. Um, So when we have negative moods, we have this could lead to relapse, um, heightened cravings, and maybe a temporary lack of self-awareness, right? So when we are in a negative mood, we are not self-aware of, you know, our actual thoughts and emotions, which lead to behaviors and actions, right? So this basically avoids, basically what we do to avoid these negative feelings is that we just shut off self-awareness or self-control and um, we just occupy our attention with these instant gratification things or just, you know, this immediate comfort, right? So we're just basically avoiding and preoccupying our attention with some of these things that, you know, we feel like are making us feel like we don't have self-control, right? And we feel a little bit shitty about them. Um, Another thing that can happen is when 
when you've had like a period of time of abstinence from anything, so whatever addiction, behavior, whatever you're trying to do. So let's say for, you know, the dieter, right? Um, they have not had junk food for months, right? They've been really doing good with the abstinence of uh, junk food, right? What happens is that you have a little bit of junk food and this like just basically triggers you and we end up consuming like a lot more of it. Um, so think for, for instance, um, anytime that you've been on a diet, when you fall off the diet, you almost like end up overdoing it, right? So it's called abstinence uh, violation effects. So when we consume something we have not had, when we consume something that we've had like a long period of time away from, so this could be drugs, alcohol, food, whatever the behavior is, um, we tend to indulge into it even more than uh, people who have not restricted themselves in any sort of way. So think of the dieter versus the non-dieter, right? So this eventually leads to the so-called binge, and this makes us feel guilty. This makes us feel shameful, right? So um, that's kind of something that happens when we might be even like um, under the influence, right? We're gonna be more likely to do these things as well. Um, and then we'll talk about kind of the environment a little bit. So, uh, so let's say you've been so good on your diet and then you go away for the weekend and you're just, you're at a restaurant and you have more temptations towards this. It's, it's setting you up essentially to perform these bad behaviors or something like that it's like think of an alcoholic going to a bar like that's probably not the smartest move or the smartest environment to be in um so it's like changing your environment or you know um certain things in your environment that can trigger it right uh, and then the last thing that i talked about was the resource depletion or like your stress right so when we are super stressed out we're using a lot of our prefrontal cortex our lot of like our brain power essentially and this will deplete us of resources and not just like you know that mental power but also from like a biological standpoint your brain uses so much glucose so you actually will have like low blood sugar so when you have low blood sugar it's a lot harder for you to practice self-control if any of you have been hypoglycemic before like it's so hard to not be irrational and irritable and you know make really bad decisions essentially right so um when we do deplete our resources essentially like someone who's really super stressed out um what ends up happening is that the prefrontal cortex has this like top-down control um so basically you know it goes through our conscious mind and we kind of like restrict it and then we're able to self-regulate so that we don't go into these bad behaviors but when we're completely depleted um this actually damages or interferes with our self-regulation right and uh, we end up going into some of these some of these like kind of like bad behaviors per se right so let's talk about like how can we actually increase the capacity of you know gaining self-control right so the best way to gain more self-control i feel like i went through all of that really fast but the best way to gain more self-control is to practice self-control and this means in like little tiny small things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis so to practice self-control you need to start off really small um so when we're thinking about diet and exercise 
a lot of us just want to rehaul our diet, completely change everything that we're eating, um, start working out like five, six times a week when we haven't been working out at all. Um, we try to like, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to change all of these things that require a lot of self-control and we're not there yet, right? So starting off small, like maybe it could just be like, you know what, I don't eat breakfast. That's gonna be something that I implement, this little tiny small thing that I'm going to implement, right? Just making these like little tiny small habits and practicing that little, little, little bit of self-control and just tiny areas instead of just completely going off of something like cold turkey, right? So um, let's, let's say for like someone who is a smoker, um, sometimes if you just go cold turkey, it does not work. That is the approach I have used. <laughs> But let me tell you, it does, it's not the best approach. It's not going to work for everyone, right? Um, but like just slowly, you know, weeding yourself off and like having times of where you kind of restrain yourself and practice that. Um, the best time to actually uh, strengthen this, like think of it as a muscle, right? Think of your self-control as a muscle. The best time to practice this is that morning time and night time, because this is when your brain is most susceptible to change, right? So in the morning time, you know, building this like little morning routine that you have or whatever it is, this is the one of the best times to do it. And you're kind of practicing self-control because you're, you're stacking these habits together and you're, um, you know, creating this routine for yourself and, and making it easier for you to like not deplete all of your energy at once. So the more routines you have, the more good habits that you have, the easier it's going to be to actually practice self-control in like certain areas where you really, really need it. So when you go out for dinner and you're going to go out to eat, sometimes it's very hard to practice self-control and maybe pick the best options because you've been making all of these decisions throughout the day. So making less decisions throughout the day is going to help you. Um, and what I mean by this is like, if you have to make a decision every single meal of what am I going to eat or something like that, this is in say, say you're automatically wanting to eat something sweet or you automatically want to eat something um, not so healthy for you or not hitting your macro goals. You, you're constantly having to restrain yourself and practice this self-control throughout the whole entire day. And this is what kind of leads up to like a binge or something like that. Or when you actually have that opportunity to go out and eat, you're just like, I can't do it anymore. I can't resist, right? So if you're making less decisions throughout the day and you have a lot of these little tiny routines that you're practicing on a day-to-day -day basis, it's going to help you gain more self-control, right? So again, starting off small, and that could just be like, like, I'm going to bring up the cigarette thing again, because uh, what I read is that someone who's a smoker, instead of just, you know, cutting out all the cigarettes, um, something that they can do that's small and simple is just making better food choices for themselves, right? So they're already practicing that self-control in their food choices. So when it comes to smoking, it's a lot easier to practice the self-control um, with smoking, okay? Um, so doing a lot of self-control can deplete you and this limits our resources. And what ends up happening is that um, your, your brain basically relies on this blood glucose circulating in order to help with the with the self-control right because your brain is heavily using glucose so when your resources are all depleted like i mentioned your blood sugar will actually drop so 
um, throughout the day, introducing some sort of carbohydrates throughout the day and making sure that we're not going long, long periods of time with, that, with fasting, it's actually going to improve your memory tasks and it's also going to improve your response to inhibition. So that means like maybe if you're trying to suppress, um, you know, some sort of behavior or something like that, it's going to be a lot easier to, to do when you're, when you're fully, essentially when you're fully fed, right? So if you're feeding yourself um, a lot more, then you're going to be able to actually say no to these other things. And I actually just had one of my clients that told me about this today, you know, because we like actually increased our food and we're trying to um, essentially just like reverse her and get her up like nice high in calories because her main goal is to like, you know, build muscle, be stronger, have a healthy relationship with food. She actually did so much better this week and didn't feel the need to snack and do all these things because she actually gave her body enough nutrients, enough glucose throughout the day that she didn't have to, um, it didn't feel as like depleting of her energy, right? So another thing that I found interesting was reducing your stereotypes, okay? So um, reducing your stereotypes and prejudice. So people that are racist, <laughs> essentially, um, you are more likely to have less self-control because you deplete resources by having a lot of your stereotypes and prejudice towards things. Um, it doesn't have to just be racism. It could be it could be a, ma a, a lots of other things that you have stereotypes towards, um, having these stereotypes and prejudice towards things. And it could just be like, what's another one? Like people that uh, don't like uh like different generations like older generations don't like the younger generations and stuff and they have like stereotypical like ideas about them when you have these things they actually deplete you of self-control a little bit more um so i thought that was really interesting so trying to navigate through your stereotypes or your or your prejudice right um can can actually help you with your self-control more because you don't have to use that resource to have those things essentially so what i'm saying here is stop being a racist there we go <laughs> and that will help you with your self-control and your addictions and your bad eating behaviors <laughs> okay no i'm just i'm totally kidding but like that is a point to to look at and i found it very fa fascinating interesting so that's why i shared it with you guys um the last thing here is sleep so sleep is actually going to increase your um your self-regulation and being able to self-control things okay so um when you are sleep deprived this actually increases the amygdala amygdala so um this is where we process a lot of our fear um and uh just like threatening situations right so when you are sleeping you're increasing this part in your brain it's like your reptilia brain this is where like impulses and stuff like stuff like that you're more inclined to be impulsive when you're kind of in that um using using that and it's increased where your prefrontal cortex where it's like your conscious mind where we have a lot of our self-control um actually goes down right when we when we're sleep deprived um and another thing to just talk about sleep because this will go back to the glucose is that if you don't get enough sleep and you, you you have sleep deprivation that's also going to affect um your glucose metabolism as well which again is going to mess up your um, responses to stress it's going to make it harder for you to have that self-control all these things basically 
go in with each other, right? Because if we're creating all these great habits, we're going to have better sleep. We're going to have better glucose metabolism. We're going to be able to, you know, practice these things on a day-to-day basis and uh, strengthen, you know, that self-control that, that you want to have essentially, right? So let's just kind of recap that one more time before I, before I go. So why self-regulate? Because it's going to make you healthy, fit, live longer, have great mental health, reduce um, addiction, increase your wealth, uh, have better relationships. Okay, so that's why we want to gain more self-control. Okay, and when does it fail? Usually because of negative moods, like negative moods is like the big one. Okay, Um, and just like our world with modern modern temptations and like having everything on the touch of your phone. Um, another thing could be if you're already under the influence and you're abusing drugs and alcohol. Um, another one is just your environment. Oh, something I did not say about the environment is reframing your environment as well, right? So reframing the temptation into something that is not good for you, right? So for instance, this is what I did with alcohol. Um, when I was trying to you know, not drink, uh, essentially I would, instead of, cause you know, when, when you're trying to, when, when you have a temptation, you know, you kind of look at all the, the fun stuff with it. So it's like, oh, if I drink alcohol, you know, I'll feel less stressed. I'll feel, I'll feel more relaxed. Um, I'll have that nice buzz. It will be so much fun. You know, I'll be more talkative. I'll be more social. Um, and then reframing it as actually you're going to have a hangover. It's going to make you more anxious. It's going to make you more stressed out. Um, and it's going to ruin your whole entire week. And you're probably going to binge eat because you just, that's what you do when you freaking drink too much. That's what I do at least. (laughs) Um, well used to do. So reframing, um, that temptation as well, especially if like you're in environment. So when I was in an environment of like going to like a party. So I think last year it was Paul's, uh, birthday, um, during the summer and obviously has a birthday every year but uh he had a bunch of friends over there was a lot of drinking i made a sangria even though i couldn't drink it and um just reframing that and like noticing if i did drink this right now how is it going to make me feel later and and reframing that temptation and realizing um even though i was in this environment i'm like i can still have fun i can still do these things without drinking essentially right so um that's just something that i wanted to put out there if it's if it's kind of in that situation because you obviously don't want to avoid situations just cause because like obviously i want to be there for paul's birthday and i want to be able to enjoy um just because i'm not drinking and everyone else's doesn't mean i have to and i also have a lot of friends that don't even really drink that much anyway so it's not like we were just getting hammered and plastered and everything like that and i felt really left out um but you know when I was feeling like that struggle, I, I reminded myself of the temptation be like, you know what, actually I'm having fun. I'm being present. I'm going to remember this night um, and seeing all like the good things um, out of not going into that temptation essentially. Right. So why does it fail? Being under the influence, negative moods, modern temptations, the cues set up in your environment. Um, and then, <coughs> sorry, stress and uh, resource depletion essentially okay so that's kind of why it fails and then what can we do about it um practice 
self-regulation and tiny things that you can do throughout the day um, making sure that you're fully fueled throughout the day so not under eating and not going long periods of time without eating so introducing glucose um, to actually help with your brain power because um, when you're low blood sugar like you're not going to make as many good decisions it's just what it is um, reducing your stereotypes or your prejudice that you might have because stereotypes and prejudice actually drain ourselves and deplete us of energy um, and that makes it harder for, harder for us to um, practice self-control. And the last one I have here is sleep. So sleep deprivation actually increases that reptilia brain that's just like, um, has the, that processes fear in like um, threatening situations. So it actually increases, it increases that and then in, decreases the prefrontal cortex, which is like our conscious mind, right? So that's the part that actually helps with self-control. So when you're sleep deprived, that is what's happening, okay? Um, so you're going to feel more stressed out when you're sleep deprived. And it also, like I said, uh, affects your blood sugar as well when you're sleep deprived. I hope you learned lots today. Um, and thank you for being on and we'll, we'll chat soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and share with your friends. And if you wanted to do some online coaching with me, you can DM me on Instagram. That is at a step above the rest. Make sure you put an F with the step. Thanks, guys.